All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the Awakened Soul Podcast. For any first-time listeners, I am the host, CEO Hayes. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. Uh, you can follow the podcast at Awakened Soul or at the Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us on. Lastly, make sure you leave a review on where, wherever you listen to this at, whether it be Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, um, Spotify. If it allows for uh, reviews to be left, please leave the review there. I know not all those places do, but if they do, a review would be much appreciated. Um, but to get into housekeeping for this week's episode, we are joined by Hype Williams. And we will be discussing uh, Lion King. Um, so it's kind of a, a nostalgia episode. Anyone who's been listening to this for a while knows that I think it was me and Fame. We had we did a couple of nostalgia episodes. But, you know, this one we're talking about the new Lion King film as well as the old one. We're also getting into conversations about podcasting in general, uh, the craft itself. Everything that goes into it is just a fun conversation um, for anyone who listens to this. And my other podcast, Love, Lust, and Badass. So you guys know we had a live show this past weekend. So this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode. No In The Minor Hay segment. Again, first-time listeners, this isn't our usual format. But I this episode's already late. I've been traveling. This has been a hellacious week. Um, and I do apologize. The quality of the podcast is there. It's just we don't have all our usual segments. But... <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. without further ado, we're going to get into some music. I think you guys will like this music that, that we did for this week's episode. And then after that, it's going to be me and Hype Williams. I'll see you guys there. Peace. joined by a very special guest uh to have a conversation about a movie a very special movie from my personal childhood and all of ours but uh, i'm gonna let them introduce themselves uh sh- it's hype but what's going on go ahead and introduce yourself for everybody hi guys i'm hype williams uh you know fame adjacent to the amazing blc and y of the i said no podcast you know, just sitting here doing my thing. It's good. <laughs> you and this fame adjacent thing is hilarious. To I'm me. fame adjacent. I am not famous. I stand next to one person that is. I do not want your fame. I'm adjacent. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> I have no rush to be famous. I don't know why people want to do that. I like my anonymity. Yeah, I, I I really wish like honestly like looking back, I wish there was a way to like podcast without people knowing who you were. Yeah, because I I love like podcasts and I love coming up with ideas and brainstorming. But like you said, like these the people that want to be famous by doing this, I just look at them like, hey, more power to you. Like if that's what you want to do, I don't particularly I've never wanted that because I'm kind of shy, which is people do not believe. But I am. Um, but my sister is, she's the star and I'm fine with that. I'm fine standing right next to her. I'm fine or behind her or behind the curtain. Or at home while she's doing something. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but we are here to talk about Lion King. I don't know. You said you had like a list of stuff, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we get into that, uh, I guess my question to you then is the original. Where does it rank for you? Oh, 
in like the Disney animated movies? It is actually my sister's favorite movie. Okay. Favorite Disney movie. It's not my favorite. It's my fourth favorite Disney movie. I am a Disney kid. We grew up with only allowed to watch, you know, cartoons and Disney stuff because we grew up in the church. My mother didn't allow us to watch certain things. So when it comes down to Disney, um, I have like maybe a fanatic way of looking at it because I pay attention to old details and I've seen the movies several times. Mm -hmm. You know, you get stuff like that. So I'm very hard on Disney that's fair and I um I, okay so I wanted to ask you this on it I know you're going to be prepared because you're always prepared but yeah. um so you were you were you were one of the people who did have issue at first you kind of come mm-hmm. around with uh the Little Mermaid casting yeah I do okay I am I am probably one of the black women who is just like no nah, I'm good <laughs> I love her I think she's gonna sing the house down but for me I like to keep it as original as possible. Mm-hmm. I understand the idea of, you know, making er- inclusivity where everybody can see themselves. Yeah. There are plenty of stories to tell. That, for the black yeah. There is no reason for us to have to now remix some white shit to make everybody feel better about themselves. It's unnecessary to me because let a white man play Shaft. Y'all gonna lose your shit. <laughs> Yeah, and ain't gonna be no way to talk y'all off a ledge about smacking some white man for making that decision. So I, for me, that's a problem. And then when I look at her as a red haired, Dixie white girl, mm-hmm. I really don't want a black girl in that role. <laughs> I feel you. She was a sixteen year old girl in love with a grown ass man and fought her father and gave up her voice for him. Yeah. You want a black girl doing this story? Nah, fam. <laughs> I, you know, and see when you when you break it down like that, it makes a lot of sense. Like. Yeah, I feel where you're coming from. I, I, because you, I don't know if you remember now, but you remember like a few months ago where maybe it was like a year ago where people were saying Michael B. Jordan should be the new Superman, and I was one of the people where I was like, "There's enough black superheroes to where why don't we just actually cast him as that and let that be it? Let's bring some of these other stories forward." So when you put it in that light, I completely understand where you're coming from. I'm having a, an issue. I love the black renaissance that we're doing. I love what Ava's doing and all these other um, directors and writers are doing where they're making original content. Yeah. No one's remixing anything white to make us feel better about our black skin or our black accomplishments. We have enough stories to tell where we do not have to take the ditzy white girl and make her a ditzy black girl. Like, I just don't understand the point. That's Absolutely. just me. Okay. You think they're ever going to make a live action princess in the frog? Uh, yes. And I think that's going to be kind of hard to do with the whole frog thing because they did such a poor job with the genie as a spirit. Okay. I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah. And they, they, they try to hide it with like having Will Smith be Will Smith for as much as they did. But, um, I think, I think we'll end up getting like a live action, like, uh, Moana before we get princess and the frog for some reason. Oh yeah. Well, we're getting Milan. Yeah. We're getting, um, that Dumbo thing, I didn't watch that. I really didn't care for Dumbo when I was a kid. I thought it was dumb. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, we have the Maleficent story, which really wasn't told too much, so they, they have all the leeway to make it something different. Mm-hmm. Of course, our stories, where we grew up with, like, The Lion King and uh, Aladdin, and can we just stick to the script, please? <laughs> just give me what I love. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your favorite uh, live-action remake so far? I'm gonna see Cinderella. You know what? I almost forgot. That was like that was like one of the first ones, really. First one. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Cinderella and they did um, Beauty and the Beast, and Beauty and the Beast was actually pretty good. Yeah. It was 
pretty good. I mean, it's it's just that's another weird story, but yeah. <laughs> they stuck to that as much as possible. The characters looked about the same, and they took a little bit of liberties with the music, but it wasn't too much to where you'd be like, "This is a completely different story," like they did with Aladdin. <sighs> I remember when you left from seeing that movie. <laughs> Your reaction was like, what the fuck did I just see? <laughs> My daughter asked to leave twice. Oh, man. She was like, that's not how that conversation went. When did they do that in the movie? Like, she was just so annoyed. And I, I, at first, I thought it was just me. And then once she started looking at me like, sis, this ain't right. I was just like, all right. I'm not about that. <laughs> fair, fair. That's... <laughs> I think my Jungle Book, I think, has been my favorite one so far. Um, I really did enjoy it. Yeah. I love the Jungle Book. Um, and I did enjoy Cinderella. Now as you mentioned, because like I said, I almost forgot that they made that one. But that one was really good. I remember watching it with my daughter just randomly. One day, I think we were it was like either in the summer, they were out of school, and I was home with them. And we just happened to watch Cinderella. It came on like Showtime or something. It was really good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Alice in Wonderlands, I didn't really care for those too much. I actually love them because I'm a big Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp fan. fan. Yeah. Yeah. So he's one of my favorite actors of all time. And so I was just like, all right, I'm here for it. I liked how big it was and how majestic it was yeah. and how colorful it was. Yeah. It looked like the book looked to me when I was reading it as a kid. So that's why I liked it. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. That, it did. I mean, the visuals, um, what's the name of the director who did that? What The guy who always works with Johnny Depp. Why am I forgetting his name? Oh, his boy? I always yeah, forget, too. I forget. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, they they anytime they link up, it's if nothing else, you're going to walk away with Tim the... Burton? Yeah, Tim Burton. Mm-hmm. Visuals on another level. So, um, Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. But let's get into this film. The movie. Okay. Well, from the beginning, it's perfect. Okay. <laughs> it was perfect. From the first night, Simonia, that was perfect. <laughs> perfect. The problem that I have at the beginning was with Rafiki. Okay. He has no stick. Yeah. He has no stick the whole movie. Yeah. Like what? And like the, the last five minutes? And he, I found my stick. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it was just like, wait a minute. Time out. This is important. It, it It's a little detail, but I noticed it immediately because remember when he goes to bless Simba? He cracks open fruit. Mm-hmm. He takes it and he puts it across him. And in the live action, he just has like, um, I forgot what that flower, that stick is called. You break it and it makes that red yeah. color. And that's what they put on him. And I was just like, um, no. That didn't happen <laughs> like that. But let it go because still beautiful. Yeah. Um, What else was my issue? My issue was it, it dragged up until Mufasa died. Okay. It felt like the best part, of course, I just can't wait to be king. He sung the shit out of that. That little boy did a really great yeah, job. Yeah. The music was fantastic. But I don't know. It just felt like they were pulling the movie across mm-hmm. until Timon and Puma showed up. Yeah. It, it definitely changed. The whole tone changes once they show up. The theater actually changed. You heard people laughing and commenting like, oh, that's funny. Oh, I remember that. But at that, I was just like, why is this feels like somebody's pulling the story along? Yeah. At the beginning. I don't know. Maybe I'm being extra. <laughs> and see, my, my thing is, is like, they, all right, so the lead up, like the first 15 minutes, like you said, are great. It's like a complete remake of the original. <laughs> then <laughs> it's like, I can't, I just can't wait to be king was cool. But once they get to the hyena part, it's like, okay, it kind of started breaking down then. Um, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. 
And even and the, and the character that they used to replace Ed, like Ed was awkward and silly and made you laugh. Like they use they use the character replacement just like being close to the other hyena, and it's like that's not that's not funny. It's not the same. It, yeah, and I was just like, wait, are there four main hyenas? I thought it was three main hyenas. Yeah. At one point, it looked like four of them were, like, you know, coming after the baby. And I was just like, wait, what's going on? I'm counting. It, it didn't make any sense. Like, they, there was too much dialogue between the four of them when it's supposed to be three of them. Like, I was just like, what's going on? Uh, did you see four or am I bugging? <laughs> there was four at first, right? No. In the, was, real, in the original, it was three. No, yeah, in the original, it was three. I was saying in this one, there. It's um, four. Yeah, and then and no Ed. And they they could have they should have brought Whoopi back. Like I understand they didn't bring that. Like two of the most iconic voices that you can get, you brought James Earl Jones back, which you kind of yeah. had to. But why didn't you bring Whoopi back? She's literally sitting right there. She's Shinzi. That's just who she is. That's yeah. her voice. And yeah, you're right. She's a working actress. Like why you couldn't ask her to do it? Um, if if um, Matt Sinclair was still alive, she'd still be the mom, and Alfie Warder wouldn't have been. Because there is no way in hell you're going to take his mother and father and make it somebody else. Yeah, I feel that. If you're going to bring him back, you have to bring back Madge. But she's dead, so that's why they end up using um, Wealthy Warder. And I wasn't mad about Alfred. I wasn't mad at all. She did okay. But nothing's like Max Sinclair's um, royal voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Um, There was another one. Uh, I don't know who did the voice of Zazu, but I wish they would have kept the original with that, too. Zazu is John Oliver, okay. one of my favorite comedians. Um, I agree, the original Zazu could have been used. Yeah. Um, he, he lacked the flavor that Zazu had in the console. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. then one of my, this is where like one of my issues starts popping up. Be Prepared was one of my favorite songs in the original, and they completely took it away. Like it, was, it wasn't a song, it was like he was literally just, it was a speech. Yeah. Can we talk about Scar and his appearance? Yeah, let's do that. Why does Scar look like somebody's crackhead uncle? Because <laughs> that's how they were trying to make him, I think. Bullshit. First of all, in the, in the original movie, he's red. He's yeah. big and red, right? And then Mufasa's orange. So there's big. he's big red and black. Like, he has black lines in his hair. And he's got the scar. But this guy looked like somebody took some scissors and, like, cut him up. He just looks sad. And I was just like, wait, what? What's happening? Why does he look like that? Yeah. Also, I was like, he looks terrible. They made they made him look completely ragged. And then I what do you think about them changing like his color? Like I cause they made his mane a little bit more black in the in the back of it, but I would have preferred them to really keep it black. Like there are lines with completely black manes. It, it, it does happen. So why couldn't we have that? It gave the contrast of good and evil because yeah. that's what they were pretty much trying to do. And it also made him look like a bad bitch. Now, he looks he looks terrible. Yeah. I was like, I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I kind of lost respect for his villain character with the way he looked. Yeah. They did the same crap with Jafar and Aladdin. Like, I need, I need to be scared. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but be prepared... It was disappointing. Yeah. That song was very disappointing. You are very right. Because that's why he flosses and he he gives you everything. He he, he literally monologues what he's going to do. Yeah. I didn't know. And, and I, I don't understand why, because, like, Chattel Ejiofor can actually sing. Yeah. Like, so why yeah. why not use his talents to act? That would have been his moment. Like, everyone, and that's what, uh, everyone has their moment in the original Lion King. This one, it really, it, I don't. Yes, there were their moments because there are a lot of the same moments from the original cartoon. But for me, it was like 
it felt more like an imitation of that rather than it being its own moment. It just was cheap imitations. I can, yeah. I can definitely see that. <laughs> I can definitely see that. Let me see. What else is they did they change? So the In the Jungle, the Mighty Jungle song, yeah. they did the whole first verse. Yeah. And chorus, which was pretty dope. My son was very happy about that. But you know they don't do that in the original. Yeah. And then um, what what was what was it? What was it? Okay, so Beyonce shows up. <laughs> Beyonce shows. <laughs> Beyonce shows up. Okay, so I'm part of the, the behind. I stand for my queen. I love her to death. I do not care for her as an actress, and I do not care for her as voiceover work because it was terrible when she did it the first time. Yeah. It, now, with that said, it's better than Epic. She was just there to make people come to the movie and sing. Fine. I get that. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, the chemistry between Nala and Simba, it, it just wasn't there. It just didn't feel like it. Because remember, we're looking at animals, but the real chemistry is in their voices. Yeah. I didn't, they, they didn't feel like they even wanted to be around each other to me. It definitely felt more brotherly, sisterly than it did love. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the yeah. one of the biggest like critiques that like some critics are making over uh, were the fact that uh, like you don't feel as connected to the characters because they don't express in their face as much as they did in the cartoon. It looks almost mm-hmm. too real. What do mm-hmm. you think about that? Well, duh. Yeah, it's animals. Like I, you're not. <laughs> we're not going to CGI the shit out of these animals. We're going to when Amufasa died. Mm-hmm. I cried. I still cried. It was still emotional for me. As soon as he pushed him and said, Dad, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you're, they are right. If you're expecting the animals to like have facial expression, I think you're going to the wrong movie. Yeah. It's animals. What do you want? Um, see, what else did I what else did they change? So when Simba, after Simba speaks to Rafiki, wait, let's go back. Rafiki shows up for Simba without the stick. Mm-hmm. They're having the conversation. One of my favorite moments in that conversation is when he hit him with in the head. Ow! And he was like, what does it matter? It's in the past. Like, that did not happen at all. And that was so significant for me as a kid watching it because I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does it matter? That's how you yeah. live your life. So I can understand it. Yeah. <laughs> what does it matter? It's in the past. Like, and they didn't have it there. That 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 bothered me. Um, the thing that they changed when Simba laid down and his the top of his hair started flying through the air, mm-hmm. and they made that scene longer. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, yeah. Because it, 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 like, how the hell did it get all the way over there? And it kind of brought the like circle of life thing together in a way too, because like to see the dung beetle with it, and then it, yes. it goes in the yeah, it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, so that made sense. And then he goes taking off running to go back to Pride Rock and bumps into Beyonce in the desert. I said, wait, whoa. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> he, she gets all the way back home before he gets home. Why did me be bumping into each other? Did that really happen? Am I bugging? Yeah. Did I forget something? Yeah, not only that, he was ready to pass up. He was like, "Hey, Nyla, come on, let's go home." <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Let's go. <laughs> what the fuck's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, not for nothing. But once she showed up, I literally said, "Oh, 
oh, Beyonce, like mad loud in the theater, and my kids were so mad at me. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> what do you what do you think about that scene they added with uh Nala uh when she leaves Pride Rock and she has to like evade Scar? Like that's a whole added scene. Of course they added it. There's an added scene that I felt was completely unnecessary. <laughs> because they they're adding those scenes and and making scenes longer, but you take away from being prepared. Like yeah. I see where you took it from, Disney. Like, don't do that. The music to this to this movie is so significant to people. Mm-hmm. You said Be Prepared is your favorite song. Why would they cut it? Yeah. Especially when you go on Broadway and every single song is done perfectly. Yeah. So I don't I don't get why live action had to be manipulated like that. It wasn't necessary actually. Do you um how do you feel about like the them adding scenes in general? Like do you do you wish they would have added like some more original stuff to it or kind of just, just kept it at the original? I missed the, the part where um, Zazu was in the cage, sitting next to um, yeah, to Scar. Yeah, that was there. Um, I knew for a fact that they weren't going to do the scene where Timon and Pumbaa come out, and he has on like he's he's doing the hula dance. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen. I did like for a fact that he almost sung "Be Our Guest." That shit made me laugh. <laughs> made me I was like, "Oh, sing it, go oh, sing it," <laughs> and then they stop. But that's Disney with their Easter eggs. Yeah, they're, they're really good with it. Yeah. yeah, so I was just like, oh, okay, I see what you did there. I wasn't mad about that. I really wasn't. But you're right. There's certain things that I just want to stay the same. And I don't think that I'm asking for too much. Like, why is it necessary to make everything modern and current? This movie has stood, stood the test of time for years. My kids, we watched it. Little kids right now are watching it. Yeah. There is no need to change it. It's funny animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a timeless story. Like and that that's one of the things about Lion King is that the story in it is 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 timeless. Do you know about like the controversy of them stealing the story of Lion yes, King? Yes, I saw it today. They stole that. Completely. They absolutely did. Completely. I, and I remember like it somebody mentioning it before and me just being like, Disney didn't steal no damn Lion King. And I was younger. I didn't pay no attention to it. But like, yeah, I saw it too. Like Kimba, what is it? Kimba, the, the friendly lion or some crap like that. Yeah. They, they stole it. He does his original. Yeah. Every story they're doing is based off of uh, um, a children's book. So why don't you just admit that you took the Lion King? Because Cinderella's not original. Um, uh, um, Little Mermaid, their version is the cleaned up version of the original, which is horrifying by the way. You know, so Aladdin is also an original children's book. It's not a Disney story. Yeah. Why you just can't say you took it? You made a ridiculous amount of money. You can always pay these people. Yeah. You know? And it's funny because like the lot the the Kimba the the movie that it's imitating, I think they like beat it to market too like six months before it was supposed to come out. Like it Disney Disney used to do some fucked up stuff. Like let's just be honest. They because they, they they probably still do. We'll probably get more stories ten years from now. Stuff that they do now that's still messed up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You have to, it, it comes across as a child's situation, but this is a business. It's a business at the end of the day. It's a business of children, but it's a business, and they're going to do a lot of messed up stuff to make that money. Yeah. What did you just do? <laughs> what did you what did you think of like the visuals though like we talked about how it was photorealistic 
Yeah, people say live action is really not because I don't think there was a single live action shot in the whole movie. But like, what do you do? You do you think that did you enjoy the look of it? The fact that it did look so real. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, honestly, I I, I like looking at nature that way from behind something. I don't want to be in it. Um, I do appreciate like the scenery of it. So when I watch movies. I'm not just going just to watch. I'm looking at everything from the cinematography to the background to the wardrobe to the. So for me, it's a full experience. So when I saw it and I saw how beautiful it was, I was like, "All right, we get, we gonna be alright." Because that that worried me. Mm-hmm. Because the 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 original is drawn so beautifully. Yeah. Like oh, whoever the who drew it, they were not playing. It's gorgeous. And so for this one to actually mirror it, I was really happy about it. All the way down to like when the um, animals bow before him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Perfection. Yeah. Perfection. And I, Simba, baby Simba. I, he's so I just, I, I wanted to snatch him from the screen and like take adorable. him home. <laughs> yes. Adorable. Yeah. He, it, was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Like I said, I have my issues with it. But all in all, out of the last two that came out, this has to be my favorite. Okay. That's good. What are you giving it out of 10? Do you give ratings or do you? Yeah, seven. Seven? That's fair. That's fair. It's a seven. Seven for me, dog. <laughs> it's better, I'm telling you, it's better than Aladdin. I'm telling you. <laughs> Mulan's <laughs> up next. No, no Mushu in Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie Murphy is a working actor. Like, there is no reason that he cannot do that character. Yeah. I mean, they replaced they replaced it with the Phoenix. So it's like... This whole <laughs> main character should not be replaced. Yeah. Background shit, do you think? But main characters who have purpose, because he has purpose in this. Yeah. Why, why can't he be there? I just don't understand that. It's just, I re- I really feel like they purposely did that because they didn't want to pay Eddie Murphy. Because they gave all their money to Beyonce. It, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> I really feel like that because it doesn't make any sense to replace Mushu, who, like you said, is he's the second the second biggest character in that movie. Period. Point blank. That's it. He's the lead. In my opinion, he's the lead male actor. Yeah, because he yeah because the love interest he's. It's, he's not a lead. He's just a side character. So like, exactly. yeah, I, that that bothers me already. I haven't seen a single uh, uh, shot from that movie at all, and I'm already irked at the fact that they took out Mushu. And they don't re- they don't even give you a uh, reason why they did it. So like, I seen also Aladdin on Broadway, and they there's no Abu. There's three guys. Wait, what? What? <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, when I say I'm hard on Disney, I have evidence of their bullshit. <laughs> it is three guys. So he has three homies he's running around with and no monkey. I was just like, wait, wait, time out, time out, time out. What? <laughs> <laughs> my sister took me to see it for my birthday when it came out that year. And I was just like, huh? Like, and they, then they have to give them salt. Because now they have to have a See, See, no. Never heard this goddamn song. Like, what is this about? That's not why I'm here. Where's the whole world? Like, it was just all the monkeys that they've trained. You can t- you can train a monkey to be on Broadway for for a show. Like, if you've seen The Lion King on Broadway, where animals are literally walking down the fucking aisle, <laughs> you can't do it at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> animals are walking down. There's an elephant coming down the aisle and 
giraffe. And I was just like, oh my God, this is really happening in here. And you can't do that in Aladdin? I'm yeah. sorry. Mm. Nah. That's deep. I can't. Okay? I can't. Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> so because because they've perfected Disney's perfected this whole uh animal looking like real animals thing, how soon when are we getting this Bambi live action? Because I need that popping. I don't care for it. You don't like Bambi? When I was a kid, I, Bambi was scary for me. Oh wow. I was really young when that movie came out. Okay. <laughs> really young. Uh, when I saw that movie, excuse me, it scared me, and I haven't watched it since. Honestly, and I was like a kid, kid, and I refused to watch that movie again. Why am I watching this nigga mother die? Whose idea was this? <laughs> I'm a child. Like it was just like, what the fuck? This thing was wrong with y'all. I just couldn't understand why his mama had to die, and we had to sit through it. Yeah. <laughs> Get it. Yeah, that's one of the worst scenes ever. Uh <laughs> <laughs> anything left with Lion King. Um let me see. Uh Lion King. They time that terribly. It, yeah, and it doesn't happen. And it, it's it's certain th- like the timing in this movie, like that's some of the stuff like that. But also like the scene when um Nala like they, they're fighting and they don't know who it's it's he doesn't know it's her. Mm-hmm. And she, when she pins him down and he's like, she's like Simba or he's like Nyla. Like there's a there's like a second of them supposed to look at each other and kind of before they realize who they are. It, it, he just said it, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're we're buddies. Let's go drink out of the the pond together." Nyla, Simba, let's go. Like, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. yeah. That's because their characters are not connecting. Yeah, at all. I I know for a fact that they did not court together. See, and that that's a that, and I I guarantee you the uh, Seth Rogen and I keep forgetting the guy who played uh, Timon. I guarantee you they were in the same room. Yeah, they had to be in the same room when they recorded their lines because they feed off each other. Yeah, I don't feel like anybody else was. I agree with you. Like, I don't think anybody else was in the same room where they recorded their lines because it, it, it's, it's something missing there. Even like the scene where Mufasa is like, uh, "No, what? Nobody messes with your dad." Like, it's James Earl Jones, so it's the same guy. I know he can deliver the line the same way, but it just didn't hit the same way as it did. Because when he said it to Jason Weaver, yeah, and Jason Weaver acted back. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was like a bounce off. And I don't even think they were in the studio together either when they did it. See. But because they're seasoned professionals, you got professional work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, like I said, B is everything to me. I just, I, you can ask anybody. I don't want her to act. <laughs> I agree. Like, I, you know, the Beehive's probably going to get me for this, but I don't care. I love trolling the Beehive. Um, it's fine. They online. They don't, they don't come to you in person. It's fine. <laughs> Beyonce's acting like can we just stop with Beyonce as an actress like seriously music you can't take nothing away from her performances you can't take nothing away from her live performances musical performances but as an actress it's, everything isn't for everybody acting is not for her but it really isn't it really isn't and I think the only two movies I can actually tolerate is Dreamgirls and uh, Cadillac Records 
That's the only yeah. two movies I can tolerate her acting in. Everything else, I'm just like, oh, nah, I'm good. I'm like, I don't, I don't. And my sister makes me, of course, because, duh. Yeah. And I'm just like, why am I watching this? What is that movie when she's with Idris Elba? Oh. That's a comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot the name of it. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Man, that scene uh, when she's fighting, what is it, Allie Larder? Is that who who the woman the is? The girl, now? yeah, with the heels on, on the beam. On the beam, yeah. You know the exact scene I was going for. I'm looking girl, like, oh, my God, really? You want that beam? Get the, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I can't. I hate that movie. For me, it's a comedy. Because I'm like, this is, this, is, this is hilarious. This is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about Donald Glover in Simba? Well, Donald can act his ass off. He's my guy. Um, I was, I would have liked him to do that high note at the end of, yeah. but he didn't, so I let that go. But he did good. He did good. I just don't feel like they had chemistry. Yeah. If, and I don't feel like him and Scar had chemistry. Like when him and Scar are arguing with each other, how you feel about yeah. that scene? Yeah. No, I agree. And, and you know, after you said it, like them, they couldn't have been in the same room, and it makes a lot of this, a lot of my issues make sense because they weren't in the same room feeding off each other. Like, mm-hmm. and even Scar in that scene, like the only, the only that fight, the only thing that I like is when, and I don't even think if he said anything, but when Simba was like, "Well, you have to leave, leave and never return," and the look on Scar's face where he's like, you can tell he's finna do something. Yeah. That was the best part of that scene, and I don't think Scar said anything in that. Like, nah, he didn't yeah. actually. Yeah, see, yeah. So even the end, like when he's when he's talking to the hyenas and they're about to kill him, like he read those lines as if, well, I know they're about to kill me anyway, so I'm not going to try to be convincing in the way I deliver the lines. I'm just going to say it. And it's just like, come on, man. yeah, yeah, uh huh. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. What I, I had, I didn't have high expectations. Mm. I didn't because of what happened with Aladdin. I was just like, I, right, I'm just going because I'm going. I did not have high expectations. Did they meet any expectation? The music. Yeah, yeah. Scenery. The animals were gorgeous and stuff like that. I just, I need for people to connect when they do voiceover. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if you're not. Where is Beyonce and Donald Glover going to hang out at? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it's not their thing. Yeah. So you it, you kind of feel it. You know, Timon and Pumba made sense because I can see Billy Eichner hanging out with Seth Rogen. They're comedians. They're white comedians. They probably do see each other in passing or been at parties together. True. It's just... Done cocaine together. But that's how music is done, too. Like, I'll do a verse and I'll send it to you to L.A. and then you'll do your verse. I miss the, the days when people were next to each other. Yeah. Because the work felt different. Yeah, you and, and you and track, like, w- with that with music, like, back then, and, you know, music is my thing. I talk about music all the time. Like, when people had a, you can t- always tell when somebody was in the room writing the verses together, writing the songs together, writing the choruses together, because it's, it's a genuine flow to the music when it's done that way. When it's like, I'm going to record my verse, I'll send it to you. I don't even know what your your ver- verse is or your chorus is. I'm just going to send you my verse off the beat. You feel that. Yeah, and you it takes the, do. And it takes uh, the heart away from it. It does. Personal interaction is something that we're losing nowadays, and I can, you can feel it in our art. You can feel it in our art. You can feel it in the way we communicate as a community. You can feel it in, in the way we love each other. Like we're missing the personal interaction. 
And it's ref- like I said, it's reflecting in art. So it's reflecting in the movies and it's reflecting in the music and it's bothering me. Yeah. It really, really is. And th- and that's something that like in podcasting, I've I've learned this year is like, and I think that's why people look forward so much to live shows or live events. Like a lot of times we look at it as a chance to get out and really interact with each other, touch each other. And it's important. And that energy feel you, you can feel that. And as a creative, I, I sat here in this, in this room recording podcasts all the time. It wasn't until I went to like the pie festival in New York, or I did a live show um, yeah. that I really understood the benefit of as a creative being in the room. And cause even, even, when they go back and they listen to the podcast now, it adds a different layer. They've seen you now live. They got to experience you in person. So it's, yeah, it's definitely important in all of our art. Live shows make me nervous, especially <laughs> in podcasting, because if you are not good on record, you're not going to be good live. Yeah. You're just not. If you can, if you have problems transitioning with your co-host or your guest or whatever live, oh, you can't hurt that, sweetie. <laughs> You're unprepared and don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So live shows, I'm a little scared yeah. when I hear, oh, I'm going to do a live show. I'm like, okay. And it's like, do you know what that entails? Yeah. yeah. People don't, people, and I'll say I didn't at first either, but like, uh, that's that's when you start seeing who's saved by the art of editing and who's not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is when you weed them out. Yeah. This is when <laughs> You know, but the whole live show thing, I think, that's something that a podcaster has to earn. Okay. You need to get your weight up first mm-hmm. before running in the streets at a live show. Yeah. I do not think that a person should be episode 30. Boom, we're doing a live show. You got five listeners. <laughs> still working out your shit. Yeah. It takes at least a year for y'all to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. So wait. And I and I <laughs> and I think like it's 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 the rush to be looked at as successful without earning the success. This is a hard business you guys are. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, and you know, I always equate it to the rap game. Yeah. Um, it's basically the same thing. You're hustling your own situation. You are pushing your product. Mm-hmm. And But with that said, so many people are like, I just want to do it, but don't know about the background of it. All the things that you do with the editing and all the other stuff, and it's just sound right and all this stuff. People are not... Doing things in decency and in order. That's what my mother would say. <laughs> Where you actually do things at, and excel at. Do it at, at, at a level of excellence. Mm-hmm. That's half acid. It's going to show at your live show that you're half-assing it. If you're half-assing it. We're going to see it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's my opinion. I, I, honest opinion. I need I need you to be raw here. You okay. ready? I know that's, all, that's how you give it anyway, but I need you raw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Have you ever been tempted to pick up the mic? Like, I know you don't want, you want, you like being famous, Jason, but have you ever been tempted to be like, I got something to say, let me pick up the mic real quick? Nah, bro. <laughs> Just to, okay, so I get this every week, I swear to God. I'm not exaggerating. Someone will go into my DMs or say something to me in public and they're like, you have a great personality. You should be podcasting. And I'm just like, what made you think? that I want to do all that work. <laughs> like, I know what it entails because I see my sister do it. I see her doing home editing. I see her doing all this other stuff. And it's just like, I think that we should know ourselves enough to know when something's not going to work for us. 
regardless if someone else is pushing it. So if I tell you every week someone says that to me, my sister's been podcasting for three years. I've heard it every week for three years. Mm. So it's just like, just because you want me to do it, are you going to come over here and edit this shit for me? Yeah. Are you going to come over here and do everything I need done? Because I'm too busy working a regular job, then the other hustle, then help my sister, then having my kids. Like, I don't want to do something where I can't put my whole into it. So if I can just show up as like the talent, <laughs> that best, I don't want to do the back work. Okay. That's fair enough. So the reason I don't want to do it, like I said, oh, and then that whole dumb beef shit y'all in, I don't want nothing to do with that. Because I fight. I'm from the Bronx. I don't play that. Somebody say something sideways about me. I'm coming to see you. Like, I have no problem jumping on the plane. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm with the shits, and I, don't, I know where I'm not supposed to be. <laughs> so, that's another thing that scares me, that right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, and you know, we were in, we were in the thread today kind of talking about it, and it's really, it's really just silly when you step back and look at it, like, and to see people, like, legitimately get so upset and it's it's like these whole things where you can't invite certain podcasters here. If you invite these, like really everything that we're doing is supposed to be feed. Like this is supposed to be fun. Like o- overall, as much as no matter how much ser- how seriously you take this as a business, or if you're what amount of money you're making off of it, at the end of the day, you're still supposed to have fun doing this. And so for people to get so caught up in that and feel so threatened sometimes that it really turns into a problem, it's like come on, man. I'm going to say this here so everyone can freaking hear me. (laughs) There are thousands of podcasts out there. None of you niggas invented this shit. (laughs) None of you. None of you. Your lineup, the way shows are done, is I can definitely go into like Spotify and be like, oh, that show's been doing it for four years. None of you created this. None of you. I don't care if you have two hosts, three hosts, a guest every week, do it semi-monthly, whatever. None of you created this. None of you. So for you to sit there, not you, but people in general, and sit there and be like, oh, he's stealing my flow. Sir, ma'am, no, he's not. Because I can almost guarantee that you are copying someone else. And you just do it. It's not so much copying. It's more, there is a blueprint. Yeah. I'm following the blueprint. How can I get mad at someone about something I'm doing? And a lot of times y'all doing it for free. Uh, so I'm doing this for free out the fun. And now I'm mad because you're doing it for free out of fun too. Nah, bro. You're whack. Yeah. It's whack. None of you invented podcasting. None of you invented these timelines of the way y'all did. None of you done that. It's not new. Not, you did not reinvent the wheel, so stop acting like you and your homies sitting there talking about politics and pop culture and sports is new. Fam, it's yeah. not. I mean, and it, it's important to, to that everybody needs to realize, like, everything that we're doing here has mm-hmm. been done, even if you want to take podcasts out of it, in radio for, uh, what, 80 years at this point? How long has radio been around? And before then... This is the exact conversations people have when they're sitting around at home drinking, talking on the porch. It's the same shit. Like, it's the same thing. That's pretty much what a lot of these shows are just, you know, people's friends getting together and talking like me and you were doing right now. And I get that. And they're all structured because my sister's show is structured as well. But even her show, her content may be just for her, but her structure of her show is not nothing new. Yeah. 
it's it's been done it's being done and it's being done by other people who by the way are not beefing with other podcasters this is only happening in this little black circle of ours yeah 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 it's not happening outside of this it's only happening in our little corner of black twitter and it's whack and it needs to stop and I hope y'all all hear me you look dumb say that again I you look dumb and you're gonna lose listeners and you're gonna lose followers because I don't want your drama infecting my life yeah yeah and that's people listen to podcasts for an escape mm-hmm. don't, don't nobody want to listen to an audio version of uh of love and hip-hop nobody nobody wants to hear that <laughs> and there are podcasts that are like that. give your opinion have a conversation there's no reason that we can't all support each other and you know what you don't gotta like each other i don't like everybody i get that but when it comes down to your your art or your money none of that matters that is it really does, art does not matter if it's beef it's not art it's just your ego on a mic it's not art. You're not giving to the culture. You're not giving to humanity. You're just loud on a mic being stupid. Mm. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> With a smile, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, bars have been dropped. Knowledge has been dropped. Everything. Uh, any, anything else? Before we no. <laughs> Whenever you want me back, I'll be back. Oh, I'm going to see you, right? Yeah. Couple yes. of days. Yeah, it's your live show. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh God, I'm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. What do you mean you guess? I guess. What does that even mean? This is not your first one. No, it's not. You're fashionable, an OG. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be yeah. all right. It's gonna be fun. Cool, dude. That's it. That's all I got for Lion King and everything else. All right. Tell the people where they can follow you. Uh, on Twitter, I am Hype Williams with a Z. Um, Instagram, unless we have some type of degree of Kevin Bacon between us, I will not follow you because I am private. Um, so that's no, fine. I, I had to, I had to, I had to earn that with over like three months. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do a deep dive into yours before I can actually let you. Let go. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Well, you know, what I mean, I'll wait. I'll see what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> and we got several degrees of Kevin Bacon between us, and I was yeah. just like, let me. Look at his stuff first. <laughs> that's what's up. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We are leaving. Peace out.